Welcome to this week's Movie Dummies podcast. We're just a bunch of dopes who want to talk about movies and TV shows that we watched. This week we're going to talk about 1994... 1994's? We're going to put apostrophe S. 1994's The Mask. Um, Sorry. I am Joe, Movie Dummy Joe. I'm Shannon, just Shannon. I'm Angela. I'm Matt. I'm A.A. Ron. A.A. Ron, baby. And we watched The Mask. Probably something we all have very fond memories of from our childhood. Now I'm not quite sure why. <laughs> um, what? Hold on. Before we, before we start slinging daggers and arrows, there is... Okay. I wanted to try to structure our conversation here. Let's start off the Mask is a movie about a guy named Stanley Ipkiss who finds a magical mask that transforms in basically Ben Stein in the movie. He says it's your deepest part of your id, uh, comes out, and it's who you really want to be is the thing. And Jim Carrey just really loves cartoons, and he wants to be uh, romantic and forward with women in a way that he can't be, and then hilarity ensues. Okay, a lot of stuff happens between there till the end of the movie. That's basically it. Um, but I wanted to talk about three main points. One, Jim Carrey is super talented. Yeah. Yeah, Agreed. for sure. 100%. Anybody want to expound on that? I mean, Jim Carrey has always been forced to be kind of a cartoon character. You know, he's... All the way back to like once bitten, he's just really big, really physical comedy. Oh, and, he's, and he's a physical comedian that has no rival. No, and, and he's a rubber band man. Like this dude is physically capable of manipulating his body in a way that that's always outrageous and hilarious, and I don't know. It's but what. Everybody failed to recognize back in the 90s was he's a really good actor. He's just really good. And everybody just wanted him to shut up and be funny. And it's, it's a bummer because every single one of his movies from, from this time, save for Ace Ventura, had these moments that were, that were really great. And he just killed it and well he went into this movie before he broke big he hadn't uh ace ventura had not come out yet when he started filming this movie you might be shocked to know he did this movie for four hundred and fifty thousand dollars. that's it um steal but this movie is like ace ventura in a way where he gets to be himself but then there's these other aspects of his personality that not only had he not shown yet in ace ventura you don't ever really see them too much again the dude can sing. Oh yeah. And that dancing allegedly is about 90 to 95% him. Mhm. 
Dang. What? He is a yeah. good one. Dancer, now, then. listen to this. From everything I've been able to find online, 100% of Cameron Diaz's dancing is her. Hmm. That doesn't shock me, though. She's danced in other things. Did it? Would it shock you to know she never acted one day before she showed up on the set for The Mask? What? No, I knew that. She I, had I never knew acted that. in anything. This is the anything. very first time she had was ever done anything. Was that her singing? No, it was not her singing. No, it was someone else. What was her name? Robin Boyd, I think? Yeah, Susan Boyd or Robin Boyd or something like that. Susan Boyd. That's who it was. Yeah. Um, but he what? also Cuban has... Pete is a great dance number. Great. It's a great number. Yeah. He does all his own dancing for that, for sure. I don't, like, I can't find anything online that says he didn't do all of the okay. the swing dancing. <clears throat> but he does a lot of it because his face is in close-up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can tell it's him. And he's good. I mean, obviously, you know, there's some extra normative thing. Like, there are some things that you can't, that aren't physically possible, but Sh- couldn't yeah. have been him, but the rest of it, for sure. I wouldn't be surprised. But it, to me, it like also kind of makes w- sense. He's... He has complete master control over his body. Why wouldn't he be able to dance? Yeah. yeah that mean, is one of the most shocking things. I didn't realize he danced in this. That was him, but that's yeah. not something I would have picked out, you know, as <laughs> no. watching this movie. Well, I, tr- I tried to deep dive and get some stuff. Like, I knew he was really good at just coming up with funny lines. And just kind of throwing them out there. And the condom would... was an improv by him, by the way. Yes. <laughs> when he pulls it out of his pocket. Ooh, wrong pocket. The dog was rabid. We had to put her down. Right. <laughs> and But it's those moments that are just hilarious. They're just fun. And it's not dirty and sick and gross. Or... It's pretty dirty. But. The, this is not a kid's movie. No. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how I got around. Watch oh, movie you ever saw it air on kid. your mouth? Probably curse you for watching it today. <laughs> Jeez Louise, I just, I never guessed that. The mask is horny. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Shit a door, shit a window, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I love is a red, red rose, and I'm feeling a little thorny. He really <laughs> is just a jack of all trades this jim carrey can do everything and this was like his second big movie wow yep. and yeah. he barely got paid anything yep oh but the the word was out by the time he went to do dumb and dumber and he made oh, right. a ton of money and then cable guy he made an ungodly sum for yeah, yeah. <clears throat> so he got paid um, okay. Another thing that I found out through research is that the special effects crew really loved Jim Carrey. They had no idea just how far, how malleable and stretchy he was, and they estimate they saved special effects over a million dollars because I'd he can imagine. he wow. can just make his face do that instead of having to, uh, you know, do <laughs> yeah, something yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Right. And then they also said that they weren't going to use the teeth, right? The, the oversized time. teeth. They were just going to be for when he wasn't talking, and then they would take him out for when he had to speak. But he spent weeks learning how to speak with them in his mouth. Yep. And it actually wow. sounded wackier. They said so. They kept it in. Huh. But 
<laughs> that's what? like playing that game watch your mouth or whatever it's called right. and just being able to talk with that thing in your mouth all the time and i mean this movie has it people love it mm-hmm. it's pushed through all the way till today and it's part of meme culture you know smoking is oh yeah is a gift you Smoke see somebody stop me somebody stop me and the first time I saw this movie, I never even put together all the little things that made the mask and Stanley Ipkiss connect, like the character oh, yeah. connections. And I picked up on it now because I was trying to look at it in more detail. So like when he even turns into the mask, he's the Tasmanian <laughs> devil. Right. And some of the things that he does as the mask is very characteristic. The as yeah, the, a, the as howling wolf. wolf. Yeah, right. He's literally watching that cartoon. Right, and his whole apartment is decorated in cartoons. Cartoons, yeah. but more specifically, what is this Warner Brothers? What kind of cartoon? I don't know that these are real. Yeah. No, they. I think they did them for the show because he's right. putting the tape, and it just said some weird, like name, like it's supposed to be Looney Tunes. I right. think he had you know, it Hanna on his Barbera, wall. Stuff like that. Yeah, Shannon, we agree. Okay. But uh, I think this is invented for the movie so they didn't have to get licensing. Gotcha. It might even be something that's from the comic book. But I'm not sure because in the comic book, he's not, he didn't want to be a cartoon. He was a, like a psychopath or something like that. Oh, maybe. I don't know. I never read the comic. He also does Bugs Bunny. The dying in the gangster's arms. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I think that's my favorite one. <clears throat> you shot me, partner. Yeah, that's a good one. He's telling him little yeller eye <laughs> when he coughs in his face. Oh my and god! He turns and, goes, <laughs> and they get more disgusting. You uh, love me. You really love me. Yeah, little uh, Sally Field reference. Mm-hmm. Oh man. It's a uh, it's a fun ride for sure, and I think he's the captain of the ship, and it's sailing into at least fun waters. Right? There is a lot about this movie that you can remember. But if we're talking yes. about special effects, there he does. You don't really need that much because Jim Carrey really can do it all. He does a lot. Yeah, he makes it look like he's even is characteristic. This, this was about. After Who Framed Roger Rabbit, correct? Yes. Yeah. Oh, I thought. Seriously he... speaking, the the special effects are really good, though the ones that are there. You know, right. when he's sitting and yeah, they're not for bad. Back in the day, for sure, they're pretty yeah, yeah. good. For nineteen ninety four, they're amazing. Right. Oh, yeah, for sure. And they hold up. I mean, even today, they still don't look that bad. You know, the CGI looks better than the sets. For sure. Oh yeah, it has a very TV budget feel to the <laughs> the production design. Like oh, they're flying by yeah. the seat of their pants. Um, but as far as like the CG, I think it like you just said, I think it holds up better than I expected. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah. So there's this note here. It says when the police are searching the mask through his pants you know and they're pulling things out of his pockets they had jim carrey standing with pants cut off and there were people <laughs> on the ground just passing things <laughs> up through the pants and there was I, part where he, I can imagine not being able not to laugh 
as the people around you are passing these random things. And he's saying funny shit, too. So, I mean, <laughs> he there has to be alts for this movie. They probably wasted a ton of film. Oh, for sure. I would love to see the, you know. Because they don't really do outtakes during this time, did they? What do you mean? For, like, special features on a... I don't know. I don't think they were expecting it to go DHS. to LaserDisc. <laughs> where you had... That's where special features really existed back then. It was on LaserDiscs. Right. They weren't thinking Criterion Collection laser discs back then. I don't know. Um, well, that was one way to say. And sadly, it's probably all been thrown away. I would love to see alts, like all the alts of Jim Carrey being just ridiculous. Oh my gosh! Yeah, you know, with fun. this one, he had to throw shit at the wall to see what would actually stick with the, like the producers and stuff. Yeah, and I, and from what I understand, he had a very rough time psychologically because of the the long time in the makeup chair. Which again, I don't know why Four he hours. would ever do the Grinch because he had to go through that again, and he actually went crazy making the Grinch. Yeah, uh, they had to have like a a person who specializes in torture for the Navy or something like that counsel with him. Jesus, yeah, because he like left the production and disappeared. <laughs> What? Yeah, yeah. In the Grinch, he was in that chair. What was it like? Twelve or it was, fourteen? Yeah, hours it was a day? long, long time. Yeah, that was the whole body, though. Can you and imagine? And then they your... do like what four hours of shooting, and then he'd get a few wow. hours of sleep and get back in that chair again. That I, I couldn't do it. Right. Mm. Yeah, he was only in the chair four hours for them to put the mask on. The role for this one, yeah, but he still it was a lot. Four hours. And, you know, if that's not your thing, don't force yourself to do it anymore. Put a green yeah. little mask on, put a little balls, and call it good. Yeah, nowadays it would probably just be CG. It. it wouldn't be that big a deal. But there is a, there is something to be said about how real the mask looks because it's real. Right. And how stupid Dorian looks when he puts his mask on. But we can talk about that in a minute. Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay, my second point. Uh, yes. This movie is also very problematic in its misogyny. Okay. Um, Lots of other things, too, though. It is... I think this movie kind of is pretty demeaning to women. Yeah, I think that's kind of part of the... Like, the backstory, though, like when the one newspaper lady's talking, she's like, there's no decent guys in the city, so it's not like they could have some other nice chap like Jim Car- the guy Jim Carrey played. Right, but then in the end, she didn't even want a nice guy. She just wanted money. Yeah! And you could get a sense that that's all Cameron Diaz wanted as well because she's literally just selling her body to Dorian. I don't know. Right. I th- well, she kind of changes herself, though. Does she, though? Really? Yeah, at the end, does she likes him. No, for you who saw he that is. happen in the movie, but does she though? You know what I mean? Like there is no inciting incident for her to have changed her mind, other than the fact that Stanley is just there. She was yeah, a damsel in distress. That was about it. She never asked to be saved. She never really once said that. You know, Stanley, I, I don't like my life. No, she was literally a poster girl and. The attraction led Mr. Ibkiss on the journey, and he just wanted it. And right, I, I thought don't, she I don't did know. mention 
something like she couldn't stay because she would get caught or something like that. She was, she was afraid of Dorian for sure. Yeah. But I don't know that. Yeah. I don't know. It didn't seem like she wanted to get out either. Yeah, not until she tried to skip town, I guess. Yeah, money's a hell of a drug, though, too. That and it he, is. It doesn't seem like he would have let her go that easily, either. No, yeah, exactly. That's and what's ended up happening is they chase her in a car, and the guy stops her with a gun. Like that's, I think that's they were kind of alluding to that's what would happen if she did try to get away. Right. Maybe she had tried before. I don't know, but it's not in the script, and it's not in the movie. Right. Not until she actually tries to get away. Wow, this film was nominated for an Oscar for Best Visual Effects, along with Forrest hmm. Gump and True Lies. Of oh, course, it lost one? to Forrest Gump, Gump, I'm guessing. Yeah, it yeah, lost to better Forrest of. Gump. But interesting. I, your whole, what's your theory? Some, it's bad towards women. I don't know. Our son, as he watched this movie, he oh, really gosh, yeah. Our, our 10-year-old had a little oh, sexual yeah. awakening watching this movie <laughs> and uh, with Cameron Diaz and her titties all pushed up. He's all like, ooh, <laughs> la, la, hachi, machi. And His he'd face get him. turned red. He'd get so embarrassed when we brought it up, and so we didn't stop. Um, and I told him, you know what, buddy? When I, when I was 12, I had a sexual awakening <laughs> watching this movie, too. So it's okay. It's not yeah, me. It's... It is a yeah. It's 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 pretty amazing. (laughs) You know, (laughs) I don't know. Yeah, they don't paint women very well. The first woman they meet is a girl, and he's like, "Guess what? I just got. I got the two tickets to this concert tonight. I got a friend coming in." The next girl they meet is a reporter who total. Oh wait, the next girl is his female landlord, who is an absolute atrocious human being. And then the next woman is the uh, reporter who sells it out for fifty grand. And then Cameron Diaz may have just settled. Right. So I, I I could at least find some agreement there. Yeah, that's true. It just made me There's, think that he was a pushover. I didn't really look at it as a woman perspective, I guess. I'd say it was a pushover. That's a good word. Yeah. Just be like, no, I'm getting my own. But I guess if he really wanted someone because he felt like he was a loser, he really wasn't. He kind of was. He, he, yeah, he was. He wouldn't he was not any more than his colleague at the bank. His colleague was out there getting tickets to a. He was a sleazeball. Yeah. So you had Stanley Ipkiss, who's one extreme, and then whatever his friend's name is, the other extreme. Well, kitty. Wow. Um, the dog was one of those cute characters in this movie. The Jack Terrier Russell, or is that what it's called? Jack Russell Terrier. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, little, the little wishbone dog. It was adorable, especially when it puts on the mask and it's Milo! attacking people. Uh, I guess the, uh, the dog was a shit on set. It kept doing stuff that it wasn't <laughs> supposed to do. Like when he's <laughs> trying to scoop the money into the closet with the Frisbee and Milo grabs it. That dog was not supposed to do that, but Jim Carrey didn't break character, and that made it into the movie. In That's fact, hit. oh, it gets hit in the face. This dog is also the same dog that plays in uh, The Grinch, How the Grinch Stole Christmas. What? Same dog. That dog was still alive? Yeah. What? It played Milo and Max. And I guess because of the relationship that he had with the dog, it was recommended. 
Oh, that's cool. Hmm. He's just in another green face. I, I'm i going to have to watch that movie to see the similarities. I didn't even think that was... the dog, Max the dog like a completely different breed of dog? It's the same dog. Same that's type. Just older, There's another Frasier dog. That's what at first... Or Wishbone. Remember that show? Yeah, Wishbone, for sure. Oh, that was a good movie. Always solving those crimes. All right. So there was a rumor that they were going to remake this movie. I want to know your thoughts. <coughs> remake? Would... Yes. There was a rumor that they were going to remake it, what, in 2017? Why? No thanks. We've already got one. There's, if they make it remake it with Jim Carrey, maybe I could get behind that. Anything else, I wouldn't. Well, they already did the son of the mask thing with Jamie Kennedy. That was a friggin' nightmare. Fail. Well, it only came about because Jim Carrey refused to do a sequel. They obviously this this movie made a ton of money, like four hundred fifty million at the box office, somewhere around there. And they wanted to get a sequel going right away. They even offered him $10 million. But I think Jim Carrey didn't want to get in that makeup chair ever again. But uh, the reason he said he didn't want to do it is because he had explored everywhere Stanley Ipkiss had, wa- had gone that he wanted to take him or whatever. But I, I think mm-hmm. it's about that driving him insane thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, probably. You know, because he, he eventually came back for Dumb and Dumber, which was a mistake. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But that wasn't his fault. That was the Farrelly brothers for changing the DNA of their own characters. And I personally don't think there's a comedic person that could replace Jim character. Jim Jim character. Character. (laughs) Jim character. Jim character carries. I just a mouth tongue twister. That's what I'm saying. If they remade it, it would either have to be Jim Carrey or it would suck ass balls. The dog by the first baby. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, then it wouldn't be a, a remake. It'd be a reboot, right? Or it'd be a right. uh, seek boot is what they call them, right? Where you have a it's sort of a sequel and sort of like a modern take on it. Right. Yeah, when you have like, you know, Blade Runner Another non-original idea. Okay, I have another question, movie dummies. What is the body count? In this movie, The Mask. Okay, what about... Are we doing multiple choice? Ten? No, you gotta guess. Alright, 47. What? (laughs) 47. Okay, 47 for Angela. I can't, she keeps trying to crawl on 11. 11 for A.A. Ron. I don't think a lot of people end up dying. Um, Three. Three for Matthew. Joe? I said ten already. Oh, ten. Oh, you said ten, Joe? Damn it. I thought I didn't know it was that close. So the best movie dummy is Matthew. You got it on three. What? Yeah. Oh, wow. I thought I was guessing high, too. This is according to IMDb. And they said four if you count Peggy's death in one of the deleted scenes, which is not available. Hmm. So if there's deleted scenes, are there, uh, what are they called? Gag reel? Is there a gag reel too? There's no gag reel. I know, but they say there's deleted scenes. Yeah, they kept the deleted scenes. Because the, s- 
beginning of Waiting this movie was supposed to start different. What? Yes, it was supposed to start with him running through an alley. Well, and it was originally a horror gangs. movie. A horror movie? You know, yeah, on was, that comment, hold on. On that. Oh, you go. It was written as a horror movie, and when Jim Carrey came on, they switched it to a comedy. <laughs> I, for some reason, when I was watching, I mean, not even for just some reason, it felt like it could have been a superhero movie, like a comedic superhero. It could have been. I guess it's based on a like, comic book. Yeah, but he's not a hero in the comic. Yeah, the original script idea was for Ipkiss to meet a street gang that later encounters as the mask earlier in the film, getting mugged and having his watch stolen. That's why when his landlady asks him if he knows what time it is, he says, actually, no. He has no hmm. money. So uh, the mask was a Dark Horse comic, mm-hmm. and the main character, Stanley Ipkiss, became a violent maniac. The content what? makes the stories of the comic stand out as some of the most violent in the 1980s. <laughs> and then it goes on to say that because of that, the film was originally meant to be a horror. Interesting. Mm-hmm. When That's Russell, who's the, movie. one of the producers of the movie, was inspired to hire Jim Carrey for the lead role, he decided to adapt the story into a comedy. But yeah, I mean, I guess that could lead me into my third and final point that we should probably touch on. I thought we already did. Nope. Okay, what's your third and final (laughs) point, Joe? We've only talked about two. Uh, My third point is that this movie is a classic. But I think only for Jim Carrey fans. I don't think this is going to be a classic for my children. That's probably a fair assessment. I mean, I loved this movie when I was a kid. I I watched it, you know, I got 94 this came out, so I was eight. And I've probably watched it regularly all throughout my adolescence and years but to be honest i haven't i this i hadn't watched it in a decade maybe oh yeah at least i I mean i just i hadn't watched it as an adult really there were a lot of things in this film that i never picked up on because i (laughs) you know i was either too young to to recognize what was happening or by the time I would have recognized, I wasn't really paying attention because it was the 400th time I'd watched it, you know? Or sure. Th- there's just a lot of stuff. I mean, I mean, just in the very first opening sequence, that scuba diver died, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, freaking pipe, a giant pipe just falls on him. And I'm, and it never even occurred to me to be like, what happened to the scuba diver? Did he very die? Dark. Who was the second death? Because that guy dies, and then the Reggie Kathy dies. Rest in peace. Um, who's the third Ding. one? Does Dorian die? Is Reggie Kathy the the black guy? Yeah, the guy with the dope yeah. voice. 
Yeah. Oh, the guy, yeah, the doctor yeah. guy. Oh yeah, the yeah. doctor is doctor. here. Yeah. 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 How does... Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Dorian. He dies. I'm I'm yeah, thinking. I think Dorian dies. <sighs> oh, he gets flushed. Who knows what happens to him? I'm assuming that's death. That's what I assumed. I don't think he's getting out of that one. A lot of people injured. Well, on your point, Joe, our kids enjoyed it. They enjoyed it, but is it going to be a thing that they show their kids? And you want to have. Go ahead, Matt. I'm going to have to say I agree to an extent. I don't think it's just for Jim Carrey fans. I think people might see this as a classic who are fans from the times. You know, maybe they just. Maybe they think Jim Carrey's okay. Maybe they don't even like him, but. And they just like films from that era. See, the reason sure. why I say for Jim Carrey fans is that I think throughout the decades to come, people are going to become Jim Carrey fans and they will like this movie. But right, I think right, right. as far as like all the people who were around when this movie came out, probably all have a similar feeling towards it, that it was, it is what it is or whatever. They enjoyed it when they saw it and they can all look back on it fondly. But I think going forward, only people who are like find out about Jim Carrey and like Jim Carrey are going to go ahead and watch this movie. But on the same point, like Matt said, if it comes up on their streaming app, how are they going to watch TV in the future I or mean, movies? It, what's it on Hulu? It's on Hulu right now. I just downloaded it into my brain. That's right. <laughs> and the fact that we introduced it to our kids and they're going to be like, hey, maybe they watch it as well, this is something we watch with our parents to see if it even would it even hold up 20 years from now. I don't know. You know, it's almost 30 years old now. Just take cartoons. Cartoons like that are just not around anymore. I miss... That's true, too. The, yeah. the reference cartoons. of those cartoons... They is, wouldn't even understand not something it. our kids got, either. Which, I don't know if you watch, like, current cartoons, but they're real weird. <laughs> SpongeBob, I don't like. Great. I don't like the new cartoons. I like some of them, but, I mean, like, what are they... My kids are all watching Star versus the Forces of Evil, and they're... They're like, it's this flingle flangle diggle do. It's, it's a flippity flops, and they flingle flotch and stupid scabbity boop. And I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. that sounds great. Um, bless you. I don't know what you, if that's a sneeze. I don't get it. Uh, whatever. I'm with you. Like, you know the, the, the last actually like hand drawn cartoon, too, uh, uh, this is a tidbit of history trivia, but the last hand, like completely 100% hand-drawn cartoon was Ed, Ed, and Eddie, and that cartoon was fucking too weird for anybody. Holy Bonkers. crap, that show. I forgot about that, that show. That was so fucking strange. Whoa. I loved that show, though. Oh my gosh, that was in the cat dog era. Yep. Yeah, my nephew was, was a big fan, and I'm like, what even is this? Right. They were neighborhood kids. They were just yeah. Why is that boy walking around with a plank that he calls his fr- like? What is happening? I, they, I don't. They understand. were just weird kids doing weird things in this no parent environment. I mean, it was well. There's also the a lot of crazy about the that show, no though. Parents. They they talk about the seven sins, and they also talk about um, on that show. Uh, types of abuse that happen to children there is the there's the poverty there is the Jesus. neglect and it's a really jacked up show Goodness. yeah oh no it really does if you look at and 
there's some fun fan theories about how that uh, how Ed and Eddie are is actually um, purgatory. Um, yeah, there is. Bullshit, though. Yeah, it is. But when you when you look at like this tall skinny Ed, he lives in like or he he lives in a house where there's other other children. He's completely ignored. You look at the really short one who's kind of chunky and the leader. He lives in just an impoverished home. Um, it's he's like living on a mattress on the floor in the basement, and it, it start, you start they start pointing out the things that are happening around him, and it's just that show's just jacked up. It's like Ren and Stimpy, jacked, jacked up. Yeah, it's, I mean, well, back it, to the mask in that era, though. <laughs> <laughs> we love cartoons. It's your fault. Uh, the mask uh, was an animated show for a while. Yeah, it was. Um, no Jim Carrey attached, though. There's one other thing I want to... Well, I guess we can talk about a lot more things, but there's one other thing I think we should all talk about is that one of the people who was first attached to this movie before Jim Carrey was Nicolas Cage. Why? No. <laughs> no. I cannot picture... I can't picture anyone but Jim Carrey playing the mask. <laughs> but I also kind of no. want to see Nick you know Cage what? do it. <laughs> you know what Nick Cage needs to do? The version of the mask that is, uh, yeah, yeah. the the, the dark version. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. The horror the story. He, mask. he turns into a maniac. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I want to see yes. that guy. I need that. I need that in my life. All right, remake re remake of the mask, but the dark version starring the. I'm on board, and I need to see that immediately. Yeah, for sure. I mean, because he can be a no dicked loser, Stanley Ipkiss too. He can play that really well. Provide me a preview like they made The Princess Bride. Please. Yeah, I really don't right? care if this is just shot in be the trailer. Cage's backyard with his weird dinosaur bone collection. <laughs> I don't care, but I kind of want to see it. Oh. I kind of want to see it. Oh, yep, for Nicolas sure. Nicolas Cage? Yeah, who else was it? Nicolas Cage and... Wow. I can't imagine Nicolas Cage dancing either. Oh, I can. <laughs> oh, Matthew Broderick. Matthew Broderick can dance, though. Would have been a completely different movie. Yeah, I mean, there's only one Jim Carrey. Yeah. 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 You know. Hello. Yeah. If it was, uh, if it was a comedic one, they would have had to CG all the masks. They couldn't just put Matthew Broderick or Nick Cage in a mask. I think they could have put Nick Cage in a mask for the dark mask, for sure. It's true. Yeah, probably. For sure. Matthew Broderick in a com like I don't think Matthew Broderick would be good in a dark. Being no. a dark mask, he'd have to be in a comedic mask, and that would all have to be CGI for sure. Right, he would do, you know, like literally, you could think of any actor who could come in and do the Stanley Ipkiss portion. But as far as right. like doing the part that we know of as the mask, it's only Jim Carrey. It's mm-hmm. only Jim Carrey. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, another little fun fact: the Coco Bongo. The club where everybody mm-hmm. has fun. Yeah. Jim Carrey actually owns a Coco Bongo club in Mexico. What? Oh my yeah. gosh. I know where we're going for our oh five year anniversary word. as the podcast. The Coco Bongo really does exist. And according to Geeks, don't know what the hell that is, it's owned by none other than Jim Carrey himself. Located in Mexico, the Coco Bongo Club puts on extravagant Las Vegas-style shows and is apparently a very popular destination for both tourists and fans of the film. Holy mackerel. Oh, bongo. The Coco Bongo. 
Yeah. Oh. Anna Nicole, Nicole Smith was almost Tina. Yeah, Tim Allen was almost the role of the lieutenant, the policeman. That would have been fun. But I like that guy, too. Anna Nicole Smith would have been a gross Tina. She's Ugh. just gross. Rest in peace, I guess. Mm-hmm. She's dead? Oh, never mind. I'm thinking of somebody. Nope. <laughs> what if Sorry, they... sorry. I was going to say, yup, for a yep. long time now. For a while, yeah. <laughs> what if they remade the mask, but it was a female wearing the mask? But why? I hate that. Well, you yeah, were saying that. that this movie kind of or puts women you could in- when next time don't make Tina such a piece of shit and maybe maybe just have her like maybe be a part of her own journey, like choosing Stanley instead of looking like she's just manipulating him to get out of a bad situation. Who's to say ten seconds after the credits for this movie happen, she doesn't dump his ass and leave because she is there's yeah, literally nothing keeping her there. No, and she's gonna be she's. She's the type of person who needs to be treated that way. She needs to be in that situation. But you know what I mean? There's nothing to tell us that she's a good person. There's nothing really to tell us she's not manipulating Stanley. Her first in- interaction with him is manipulation. Dabbing her boobies all down with a Kleenex. <laughs> you know? It's... Oh my god. I don't know. I I get what you're saying. There's There's parts of it I just didn't care for. It'd be interesting. It does show its age, though. Yeah, and I think that might be oh, yeah. part of what it is. It's a cartoon, right? They're they're making a live action cartoon. Does anybody really give a shit about olive oil? You know, olive oil. it's it's about Popeye. This isn't <laughs> this isn't Tina. This is the mask. So there is to that a certain extent, but I think it's just sh- like Aaron said, it's showing its age for sure. If this were to be made right. today, it would be very different. It would be. Yeah. And I think it, a lot of that comes down to uh, movie viewers as consumers have gotten smarter. And they're not just going mm-hmm. to settle for something as weak that as this. That we've seen they're, 800 times. Right. Yeah. They, don't, they want it to be a stronger premise, something that they can actually identify with. And I don't know but how many people... 20... Six-year-old movie. It was still funny. I'm not saying it's not funny. Oh yeah. Hey, Aaron, I just said it's a classic. Oh, sorry, but I misinterpreted what you were stating. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm just saying that the the same movie wouldn't be made today. The misogynistic portion of the way they treat the character of Tina and how Stanley kind of doesn't really have an arc. Um. That type of thing just wouldn't be or shouldn't be in a movie today. Like we've learned our lessons. They're kind of all portrayed as assholes, though. Except Stanley himself is kind of the nice guy of the film. But I mean, all every man in that film, apart from that, are kind of pieces of shit. I mean, I guess you could make an argument that the lieutenant's an alright guy. He's just trying to uphold the law. The mask is right. right. He even he even recognizes a picture of his wife in lingerie. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. What was his wife's name? I can't remember. I can't yeah. remember either. <laughs> a picture of the lieutenant's yep. wife? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever uh, name. Brenda! You piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh. Ooh, how did that get there? Yeah, that's one of the many things that came out of his pocket. Ugh. Um, oh, literally, this, this movie is kind of like a laugh a minute. 
I think there is jokes in here that still land, but I think it's all his performance. Right. Yeah, for sure. Is there a favorite yeah. um, section in this movie that stands out to any of us? Hmm. What's your favorite? I loved the, the way when I when I watched as a kid, Coco Bongo. Chick Chicky Boo. I was gonna say that is like a classic. The weird part is is like I forgot that song existed up until the second that it started coming. Or whatever it is. Like that was just so fun. As a kid very very humorous and he's jumping when they're shooting him with the guns and he's dressed up like a cowboy and right popping around <laughs> like it was and then watching the second time i remember when i got uncomfortable like when he was dressed up as the italian man like me amore and saying all the dirty things i remember as a kid it's it didn't french. resonate That's it okay. didn't make sense so i was like this is just weird <laughs> you mean the french guy <laughs> whatever <laughs> He did do an Italian guy, though. It's a spicy meatball. Yeah, a... <laughs> oh, yeah. And but that's they... not really Italian guy. That's from a commercial. Well, they tried to do that commercial, but the poor actor couldn't get it right. They had to do it over and over again. Imagine eating all those meatballs. Poor guy. <laughs> uh, my favorite... A lot of meat. I don't know. My favorite joke of the movie is... I, I think my favorite part would probably be where he does like the death and coughs in the guy's face yeah fake oscars <laughs> thing i forgot how funny that was because he's like <laughs> the, Tell Scarlet like, i do give a damn the guy <laughs> the guy that shot him like starts getting teary-eyed because that's what kind of the mask does he affects everyone around him as well right and uh, then the Oscar like part comes on, and the one I the love how Dorian up. looks at like where the yeah, he's, fuck he's, he's like <laughs> he's all like trying to make himself look better, like dabbing his hair and stuff. Like, oh right. shit, I'm on film right now. Like, funny shit. Yeah, that's a really good scene. Uh, I kind of like since you know that uh, probably that or Cuban Pete's just fantastic. Oh, I love that part. I love Cuban. I Pete. like. I like when they're pulling the stuff out of his pocket. This yes, that's so really ridiculous. good. It's a rubber chicken, really big sunglasses, a, a stress squeezy really thing, big. and they're just—he's just like I don't know. Corn, small mouth bass, bowling pin, mouse trap. A that's for that. Rubber chicken, a little to the left. <laughs> <laughs> I'm reading this. A bazooka. I have a permit for that. And the cops are just so, they're playing it Picture so of Calloway's straight. wife. Like, yeah, picture of Calloway's Margaret. Margaret, that's her name. <laughs> yeah. When he's doing the the just, the balloon animals and he pulls out the rubber, that's legitimately yeah. legitimate funny. And I love the fact that he made that shit up. <laughs> yep. That's not Our in love, the script. It's like a Get out of here, rose. kid. You're bothering me. You're bothering me. And I'm a little thorny. I love how the the biker chick or whatever the punk chick who's gonna beat his ass. It's oh, yeah. dog, and she's all like, "Oh!" <laughs> the guy tries to take it from her, and she's like, "Uh." Uh-uh. Oh, oh my god! Uh, Tommy gun, and then he shoots them all. It's just good fun. I like the scene where he's in the park and they he goes through the door and they're all there waiting for him and he just starts singing and dancing. That's Cuban Pete. Yeah, I yeah. like that. That's my favorite. And the the and one you know, cops you guys, I'm along. wrong. 
And the it's shocking. The scene in the movie is Cameron Diaz with sweaty boobs, if we're going to be honest. Sweaty? You think that was sweat and not rain, you freaking weirdo? <laughs> Listen. You should be a romance, not real estate, Aaron. She couldn't, they couldn't tell if it was sweat or rain, but it didn't matter. That's sweaty right. breastesses. Her misty boobs. That's the word I am going to use misty? going forward. Misty moist boobs. Mis- oh, don't say moist. Yeah. oh man the uh cuban pete song the producers wanted to remove it from the movie fuck off but the test audiences loved it so much that they couldn't and that's surprising it's the one thing that sticks with us i mean that's a huge number his his singing's really good yeah that that would have been a really bad choice God, you wonder like what could have made it into films. Like, if there's something that they did in films that didn't get like an outtake of it, and it was amazing, and people just fucking took it out because they're idiots. Mm. Oh, we're about to find out with the whole Snyder cut of the Justice League. Oh, I'm thinking it's gonna be pretty cool. I think it's still gonna suck. I don't think you can save something when you've already uh, ruined the characters, but we'll see. It's a very good point with the ruining of characters, comment. I, what I, I don't didn't have expect a good argument out of all for this it. is that everyone thinks Joss Whedon's a piece of shit. I did not expect that. Everybody thinks Joss Whedon's a piece of shit? Evidently, he was a piece of shit on the set of the Justice League. I mean, I've heard he's difficult to work with. Like, I've didn't heard he's Wonder not a very too? nice man. Like, he's hard to work with and work for, and... Yeah. But... What he puts together, what comes out of his brain is like, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you know, and I guess it's Michael Bay is kind of a piece of shit too, but. Oh, I, I mean, some of my most time. favorite things in, on, in film or TV have come out of the brain of Joss Whedon. And I just. I mean, some of the favorite things anybody has in film or TV have come out of his brain. I mean, he wrote Toy Story. Right. Michael yes. Snyder, or. Michael Snyder. Michael Bay just seems like he radiates piece of shit. Oh, I picked this character because she's gorgeous. I don't really care if she acts well. I need another explosion in my pants. Yeah, I mean... I don't know. We can uh, we can wax poetic on this I, all night, I guess, or we can I, just get to the meat and potatoes of the whole affair and rate the mask. mask. Rate it, baby. Ooh... Who starts? I'm gonna, I'm gonna go first, and I'm gonna start with a with a comment that's off topic, and that is that Megan Fox is not attractive. She looks like a tranny, and I don't I think she looks like a dude. I've it. always thought she looked yeah, like a dude. She looks like a dude, and I'm not kidding you. Chloe has been all about this face swapping app, where you can you can swap genders. We did Megan Fox. She looked exactly the same with short hair. I'm not kidding. She just whips I, her dick I'm out very I feel like I she, just has, she just has a retarded body And everybody oh like, my God. Nobody notices that her face is not Even remotely female She looks greasy like she's a trainee Like yeah. she has too much makeup yeah. on anyway. her Yes Like what is she hiding under there A dick You guys are bashing yeah. someone who has feelings Anyway you're right. She does. An amazing yeah. banging body. She's also a type of person. She's also the type of person who has movie. said, who has said in an interview, "Life is hard for me because I'm too pretty." I don't care about uh, you know it's the way she looks everyone. so much. 
She's not a good actress. She's not a good actress. That's what I'm saying is no. I will bash her for her acting ability because I, as someone who has acted before, am appalled that she would have a part in a major motion film like that. And that's but I don't care if it hurts her feelings, you know. She probably knows at least part of it is her looks. Uh, she has to know that all of it is. So, Angela, what do you rate the mask? So I'm gonna rate. So I'm gonna rate the mask a six. I've, I found it a lot of fun. I uh, there, you know, there are some old. I, I don't know. I just really liked it. I really liked it, but it's not terrific. So, you know, six. Got some okay. problems, but I'm all right with them. It's a fun six. Hmm. Okay. It's worthwhile. You should check it out. What about you, Aaron? You know, I laughed throughout that movie. I watched uh, like an hour to have it and finished the last 20 minutes this morning. And I did not have my phone on when I watched the movie. I giggled. It was really fun to see it after easily, easily, easily 20 years of not seeing it. Mm-hmm. And I could go another 20 years without watching it again because I again because I can quote it just like Step Brothers. That's what sure. that movie was to me when I was young. It was a a young age Step Brothers type quoting movie. And that's to me what makes that movie superbly fun. How much things could be fixed in that to make it a truly good movie so much so. And I would love to give it a 7, but there are other movies out there I think that are more deserving of a seven or an eight so i'm going to have to rate this i'd love to say six five but i'm calling it a fun six just like angela i think that's a great rec a great description and i would recommend anyone under god's green earth to watch it one more time absolutely because it's worth every every second of it but it's it's really uh like do i want to watch Step Brothers right now the answer really is no mm-hmm. freaking catalina can i quote over half of it yes all right, Matt. I'm gonna give a seven four seven just because Cameron Diaz's character uh, gives me a Boeing in my pants. Damn no, it. Um, I'm gonna give it a I'm gonna give it a six point four seven. Um, kind of agree with all the assessment. I think it actually holds up a lot better, even as the nostalgic classic as we remember it. I think it even holds up a lot better than what I expected. Um, you know, there are parts it's like I think the CGI is actually pretty decent. It was amazing back in the day. I think. There are a few parts that are like, that looks awful. Like the part where he peels himself from the pavement. I was like, sure, yeah. but I mean, you know, it is what it is. Um, I thought there's a lot of genius genius in it. Um, you know, I wonder which, how much of it came from Jim Carrey, how much of it came from the writers and producers. I um, mean, it kind of just sort of goes to show how much of a cartoon that Jim Carrey is. I totally agree with what Shannon said. It, they must have saved at least a million least like bare minimum of a million dollars just because he can do things that other people should not be able to do with his face and stuff um but yeah i, I liked it i thought it holds up pretty hell i thought it held up pretty well and i think a lot of what joe was saying is just kind of a sign of the times more or less um, the misogyny you know people back then like oh they don't see women as people that's normal i mean even in 94 it's kind of sad <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, I could, I could definitely give it more of a pass if you didn't already have <clears throat> Ellen Ripley was a twenty-year-old character and Leia Organa was a twenty-year-old character. 
right, right. this movie came out. Yeah. Yeah, but those were two very the number of roles like that for women in, in cinema for a long time were far few and far between. Not it wasn't commonplace. And I think Princess Leia was a badass. I don't think she was necessarily treated so much so in the films yet, especially the first film. I don't think in the first film you know, she literally saves them. Yeah, but they don't treat her like that she did, you know. Not at first oh. anyway. They're all kind of dumbasses in the, you know. True. It's just luck. Yeah, it's a very Indiana Jonesy in that mm-hmm. they all—they're all along for a ride. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I give it a six point four seven. Six point four seven. All right. I'd recommend people watch it for sure. You know, just expect what you're going to expect out of a nineteen ninety four film. The bad guys all look like greasy fucking <laughs> <laughs> bad guys. Peter Green even age? No. I don't think so. He looks basically the same now as he did back then. Basically. (laughs) Alright, Shannon. I give The Mask a solid 7. And I give it such a high score because the movie is what it is because of Jim Carrey. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't carry itself any other way if he wasn't in here acting his ass off, um, just pushing the movie along. Uh, And I would watch this movie 20 years from now, and it's still going to hold something because there's stuff within it. Even though you probably wouldn't understand cartoons and little things, you could pick up on it. And it's just, and it's short, it's not too long, it's to the point. There's not a lot of stuff that you can break off this movie and say that's not needed. And like I said, it's it's one of those Jim Carrey classics. If you want to see an actor in his finest, this is the movie. This is one of those good movies for him, personally, that I like. His comic alone. Let's be honest. He's one of the talent, most talented people who've ever pretty much walked the face of the earth. Absolutely. So, like Joe said, I couldn't see anybody else doing this at all. Right. It'd have to be a different film. And but, he's he's an extremely talented and artistic individual. And I like this type of comical movie over some of his others. Like, Dumb and Dumber is okay. I'm not more... I don't really like the stupid funny. And this one, to me, is more fun funny in an aspect for me. So I enjoy it more. Okay. Um, for me, this movie, the movie itself, I'll give a two. Jim Carrey's performance, I give a 10. So we're going to average that out to a six. Ding, 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 ding. That, you know, 12 ding, divided ding. by two is six. I did the math already. <laughs> 12 divided by two. Wow. I thought you said 10. <laughs> Joe, it's 4.5. <laughs> 10 oh. for the movie, 10 for oh my gosh. performance. Shannon? Yeah, I'm together. You taught you math. <laughs> I, I left. <laughs> Are you a math teacher? <laughs> I was just I trying. I just shipped my band. So Jim so. Carrey is a, an absolute genius. His, his genius is all over this movie. It would be v- very easy to believe he's responsible for 
most of how this came up. I mean, we can all kind of agree that if another person was doing it with the same script, saying the same lines, it would not nearly be as funny. His performance no, in itself makes this movie watchable, makes it rewatchable, makes it quotable, and is going to take it on into, you know, to for other people to enjoy in future generations, right? Whether they, I don't know that people are going to seek this movie out and enjoy it for what it is, or if they're going to become fans of Jim Carrey and enjoy it for that. I don't I have no idea. <sighs> um, I think it would be a tough sell to just kind of like sit somebody down who doesn't know who Jim Carrey is. If you show them Cuban Pete, or if you show them, you know, a couple of the other things, they might be like, yeah, but I don't know. Um, the dude's a genius. He it's, we live in a rare time where we get to see this person work and I hope he does more stuff in the future. His TV show just got canceled. So maybe we could see him do some more movies. That'd be fun. Yeah. You know, whenever I think about how much of a genius Jim Carrey is, I remember I was watching the making of me, myself and Irene, which if you've never seen the movie, is filthy beyond all filthy but so funny and there's a scene where i think it's renee zellweger kicks him and he falls over a fence backwards and falls down oh yeah and he did that stunt himself now Mm. when the fairly brothers are shooting him fall over the fence they had no idea that he would pop back up from his fall it back into frame and make another face and then fall back down (laughs) <laughs> they loved it so much. They're like, oh my gosh, can you do that again? And he did it for every take. They did like 10 more takes of that. Oh. Wow. Like his, he's a genius. He beats his own ass in that movie just like he does in Liar Liar. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's, uh. it's amazing. Um, so for anybody out there who is a fan of Jim Carrey, and if you're not a fan of Jim Carrey. You need to be. What do you think the, the best entry point is for a Jim Carrey movie. What do you what do you think people should see? Oh, how old are they? Let's say like the age we were when he started coming around between 12, 12. and 15. Um I'm going to have to go with Ethan Tura. Yeah, I was okay. going to say I think his starting point is pretty much a good starting point. I don't think I think there's a lot of films he did after that that are inappropriate, but uh, Ace Ventura is good. I think there's some inappropriateness in it, in it for sure, but I think yeah, the, oh, yeah, the blowjob for crying for like out loud, two days straight. He gets a blowjob from that one chick in the first two minutes of the movie, and I never oh, yeah, knew what that true. was. We're never friendly around here. <laughs> I think the mass would be. A good I mean, he tells Dan Marino he doesn't want to give him his cum. <laughs> yeah. Did not like that movie. <laughs> I I don't know. I love the Truman Show, but it's not. I don't remember that part. The Truman Show is probably his best movie. Like as far as a film goes, it's it's not only his best movie. It's better than most people's movies. I like yeah. it. As far as because it's a film, Good. it's it's a legit, super well written, super well put together, mm. super well directed, super well acted film. And it's a huge departure from everything he's done. If you're going to tell an adult to watch Jim Carrey, I would tell him to watch The Truman Show. <laughs> oh, yeah. If you're telling an adult, for sure. Yeah. Now, if oh, you're telling, Truman like, Show a kid, 14, 15 years old. Oof. 
You know what movie we forgot he was in? Bruce Almighty. That's a good one. That is a good one. You know, I had like a little flashback, the part in The Mask where he's getting chased down the alley, because there's a part kind of like that in Bruce Almighty where he's like, oh, well, maybe if monkeys fly out of my butt and then monkeys start (laughs) flying out of the guy's butt. Oh, yeah. Remember that. Mm. Yeah, I can't. I I might have to agree there with the Ace Ventura though. That'd be a good jump into what he is. Yeah, liar, it's... liar though. I think that might be the one that I've seen the most out of all of his movies because we used to, that we just had a VHS player and whatever me and a friend had down the road, and I ended up watching that movie. Just that one doesn't have a lot of inappropriateness in this. In yes, it does. It does. <laughs> We just watched it with our children, and I can tell you, it's pretty inappropriate. Wow, Ace Ventura yeah. and The Mask were all filmed the same year. Yeah. Yep. He filmed one, four movies in one year? Oh, it's a video short. Never mind. Holy yeah. crap. Did a music video for Cuban Pete. Wow. Still three movies uh-huh. in years. Quite a bit. You know, at the very top of the Jim Carrey heap for me is also The Cable Guy. Oh, yeah. Uh, ben Siller directed. I remember, yeah, I remember watching that as a very small child, and I don't remember enjoying it. I have no idea what it's about. It's, um, it's like messed up to a certain degree. Yeah, <laughs> it, for sure. It's not a normal comedy. It's a dark comedy about a psychopath, basically. Mm. Yeah, it gets raised by Absolutely. a television set, basically. You know, oh, it's got yeah. a very young Jack Black in it before he got big. Yep. And Ben Stiller directed it, and he plays these basically like the Melendez twins, except it's like it's as if uh, Rick Schroeder had a twin brother because <laughs> they're on like a Silver Spoons esque type TV show, and it's like playing in the background for the entire movie. You would love it. It's like almost true crime, and there's like the court case about how one brother murdered the other brother. And whether or not he did it, it's mm. really funny. That's where it's the very whole, Asian. And then I the, think they were Asian. That's where that comes from. It all gets cut off of everybody's cable feed, and Andy Dick's like, oh, "Preferred customer, my ass." <laughs> yeah, Andy Dick's in the movie. What's what's the word that we got? Our skin. It's just a little piece of skin, Stephen. Yeah, it's a uh, uh, it's a real good movie. So I think we've belabored enough on this one, guys. I think the consensus generally of the movie dummies is go watch The Mask if you've never seen it. Um, it's only mildly inappropriate. It's not my, me, myself, and Irene. <laughs> oh, she'll be eating blubber as soon as I free Willy. Um, gosh, doesn't he suck on a... Uh, doesn't he replace a baby with his own face in that movie from a chick yeah. breastfeeding? Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> and he gets yeah. a milk mustache? <laughs> oh, gosh. The Fairly Brothers are insane. So, go watch The Mask and uh, come back next week, and we're gonna recommend some more stuff for you. Yes. Then I think the week following that, we're gonna have to do Pop Star because Aaron needs to see it, and Shannon needs to see it. Mm, I can't wait to tell um, you how much I don't like it. It's the Lonely Island. You love the Lonely Island. It's so weird. We'll see. Tim Meadows is fantastic in the movie too, so we'll talk about that. Um. Oh, I can't wait. These two juicy hands. <laughs> but guys, thank you so much for Tim listening. Tim Meadows says my favorite lines in the movie. 
he's a scene stealer for sure um so tell us what you've been watching tell us what you think of the mask at moviedummies at gmail.com or go to anchor.fm slash moviedummies and leave us a voice message you can also click the little thing in the description of this podcast that says leave a voice message and then it'll take you right there so that's that curse blat I'm a cat I'm not good at rhyming but I am Joe I am Shannon I'm Angela I'm Matt um, hey, hey, Rob. Thanks so much, everybody. We will talk to you, talk at you, talk, talk into a microphone again next week, and you'll listen to it, and then then Whoa. you'll download it, and then as long as also, you stay bye. fresh, bag. Yeah, but you have to bye. stay fresh. That is the rule. That is the the unspoken rule of the movie dummies. You must stay yeah. fresh. Uh huh. Shannon's looking at me like I'm crazy. Mm. And you know what? She's not wrong. I love Kevin Bacon's big dong. <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs>